Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Retro Life for you. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. And with me today is one of the seven dwarfs, Sleepy. Um, also known as uh, Travis Rollins, we are going to power through this podcast today so this man can get some rest. I'm trying so, to tell you, boy. Woo, we don't got to power through. It's a good show, man. We're going to have a good time. This is a joy to be here, as always. Well, it's going to be a good show for sure. Before we get but all the way I into am, it. Ex- but I am extremely tired. So that's what I'm saying. Before we get into it, let's, let's get a quick explanation why you're so tired. Why are you Lord so tired? Hell. Oof, I had a I had a large weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh yeah, so I, I worked Friday, and uh, well I worked all week long, but I worked Friday. As soon as I got off Friday, uh, a buddy of mine went came home, grabbed a boat, and jumped out on the lake, and went on an overnight fishing trip. We did, and we did all right. We caught a few fish, uh, some hybrid bass, and then um. <clears throat> Then yesterday, I had Tasha bring Connor to me. Probably, I don't know. It was it was afternoon before dark, and uh, didn't realize as well that uh, there was a Clemson game yesterday. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Clemson versus Notre Dame, which Clemson won. So um, we're and we were on Lake Hartwell, which I mean, you can't see the game, but you can see the fans in the stadium from from the water. And uh, but anyway, that's. She was like, "Yeah, you should go to closest lake around. Yeah, so you'll be close by." I was like, "All right, fine." So, couldn't even get out of the water if I wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Like, uh, you go to Clemson on Saturday, and you get on your boat. If you parked in any anywhere close by, you're there for the day." Didn't even think that one through. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, she brought Connor to me after the game. So I would say probably about five, to five, six o'clock. And uh, ooh wee. He he went down, but then I stayed up making sure everything was fine, getting everything stowed away, getting ready for me to lay down. And then he woke up, stayed up till about three o'clock in the morning. So we laid back down at three o'clock in the morning. I finally got to lay down, and I didn't sleep Friday night. Like I didn't sleep at all. So then he woke up at seven o'clock. Like, oh, Dad, it's time to get up. We've been asleep for a long time. We're missing fish, and I was like, oh Lord. So and it, since Friday, oh, then it would be, I woke up third Friday to go to work. So since Friday, I've had three hours of sleep. So we need to remind you that you are up there in your years, not quite as far as me, but you're up there in your years and you can't do these all night parties. Anymore. It's funny too. Cause I thought, I, I just, that's exactly what I told Tasha. I said, man, I said, God almighty. I said, I can't stay. I can't do these all night benders like I used to, baby. I said, hell, I didn't even drink. we was up catching fish man (laughs) like i wasn't even doing nothing and i'm sleepy as i'll get out i had a couple hours nap today when i got home but you know look you got a lot of people out there questioning you right now because i'm in tennessee and you're in north carolina and they hear you've been out fishing but you didn't drink a single bit they're like don't they go hand in hand fishing and drinking they they usually do but you know what i mean for so first off you just made the list so <laughs> I didn't a, make the list. Oh, you made the list. You can believe you made the list. I didn't do anything to make the list. You oh, just yeah. made the list. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You just made the list. I'm in South Carolina. Number one. <laughs> oh, you are in South Carolina. That is right. My bad. My bad. I don't know what I'm thinking. See, that'd be like me saying you in Kentucky. <laughs> you, 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 I was saying you're in that Yankee Carolina, didn't I? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, fishing and drink. And so I, so what you just said is real funny. We we did pull off the lake this morning because we went to a different putty and and uh, we stopped by the Ingles because we didn't have we was out of drinks. So so I went and got stopped and got biscuits and then we stopped by the Ingles. Well, I got that butterscotch beer. I don't know if you ever had it. It's called Dragons Dragon something. I'd show it to you. If y'all like butterscotch out there, this stuff is incredible. It's like a it's like a cream soda and butterscotch put together. It's amazing. But they call it it's butterscotch beer. So isn't that back- basically like a Harry Potter thing? Butter beer? It might be. But it's not root beer. It's not an alcoholic, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I thought they put that out a while back in reference to Harry Potter. Like they in the books they got butter beer, they call it the kids drink. It may be, sure enough, and I just didn't, I was clueless to it. It could be. If it is, they did good, because it is delicious. It's so <laughs> good, especially I love butterscotch. But we get back on the boat, and uh, <laughs> I was going through the store, and I said, it's so funny, watch how it looks. I get, watch this, because Connor was carrying it. I said, just don't drop our beer, buddy, on a, especially on a Sunday, and everybody's like looking, <laughs> you know? So we're leaving and we're making jokes and he's like, oh, I'm a kid alcoholic. I'm drinking beer. Well, we get back and uh, we're about halfway over to a bridge that we're going to type at. And we noticed Connor just set the, set the butterscotch beer on the front of the boat. He didn't put it in the cooler. And I was like, oh, you ain't no alcoholic. What in the world? Like, you didn't even put the beer in the cooler. What? In, what? <laughs> now that's... And it's you didn't get him any. Thing that happens. You didn't get him any candy cigarettes to go with his uh his his, his fake alcohol. I, right, I should have. <laughs> but I, that was funny because Will was like, we were making fun because we were like, uh, we we didn't catch no fish all night. He caught a, he caught two fish in his first forty month, five minutes on the boat. And we, after we sat down and ate dinner, he didn't catch nothing else. So Will starts yelling off the boat. He's like, "It's okay, fish. Connor's off his game. He didn't even put the beer in the cooler." <laughs> <laughs> if that'd been me, I wouldn't have caught nothing but a cold. I'm telling you, it's getting oh, that time of the year, that time of year. So it was darn cold out there. It got down to thirty-three degrees Friday night. You are Last more dedicated. So bad. You're more dedicated than me uh, than i ever would be i'm not a huge fisherman i don't matter of fact i've been fishing and i can't tell you how long it's years upon years upon years because i'm just not good at it i get frustrated with it i don't like it right. i the fish nibble all the bait off and i get mad and throw the rod down and go walking off somewhere <laughs> and i don't drink yeah. so i mean what's you know i'm I'm, right. just, I'm doomed in all directions with it so but uh well i'm glad you guys had fun though uh, you know even though you didn't get sleep you had some quality time with him and everything y'all had fun that was great uh, speaking of you know I, I didn't do anything really I, I i worked and i went and hung out at my uh, sister's house today with uh, the family we had a cookout and oh, uh nice. had a little bit of uh you know a couple hamburgers chips uh we watched a little football for a little bit and then uh came back to the house so. i like it but a uh, nice sunday yeah, and you know, speaking of spending quality time with people, this movie we're doing this week, uh, The Princess Bride. Yeah. So for uh, those of you who have not seen it, The Princess Bride is basically a movie where this grandfather, played by Peter Falk, comes over and reads a book to his grandson who is homesick. And right. he said, you know, he said, your grandfather uh, read it to me. I read it to your father. You know, I think it's just time somebody read it to you. And it's got a, it's got everything in it. He tells him it's got adventure, it's got romance, it's got everything you could want in a book. 
so he's and then uh, Fred Savage, of course, plays the the kid. Right, and can I just say, for 1987, mm-hmm. I, I want to go ahead and put out there where the disconnect between the audience and this movie happened. What's that? There ain't no way I was homesick from school, sitting in bed, playing no video games. If I was too sick to go to school, I was too sick to do anything other than lay in bed and be sick. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't play video games. I couldn't play board games. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Unless you were sick and your parents had to go to work and trust that you would take care of yourself during the day. And then the second they went out the door, you was up playing the Nintendo. Right. Well, actually, truthfully for me, uh, I didn't have a Nintendo anyway, but still. Like if I had had one, I didn't. I didn't get a game system until I bought it myself. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. We wasn't doing that when we was in the eighties when we was kids. If you was homesick, you was homesick. It's like your uh, first employer told you when you reached that age. Your your parents would tell you the same thing: eat a cracker and go to school. That's right. You know. Well, you know what it did though. It discouraged us from from playing hooky, man. Because I I never fake sick. Because I was discouraged nothing, and we still tried. Oh boy, it did it did for me. That y'all 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 wasn't y'all wasn't like mine then. Because I'm telling you, if I was homesick, I wasn't allowed to do nothing but lay in lay there and be sick. That's all I was allowed to do. Well, yeah. I mean, I I can remember I can remember staying home like that. I remember staying home like that being sick, and we'd I'd be sitting there laying on the couch because I couldn't if I was in my room, my toys were in the room, right? So if my mom had to stay home with me, I was on the couch and she'd be watching game shows in the morning, followed into her soap operas in the afternoon. Right. And it's those memes you see aren't jokes they are real. You know, Bob Barker, saltine crackers, some Sprite or seven up. That's, that's what you hey, and, or or some people for you know, ginger ale or something. Right. And that, that's what it was all day that morning. So your stomach was better and. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were really sick, you know, it was you, you might have popped the Pepto Bismol or had to go to the doctor for something. Or yeah, but well, you know. that's that's my thing though. I wasn't even. I wasn't, that's the reason why I never, I never, I go to school sick. Like yeah, I had to be really sick to lay out because, like, even especially if it happened in the early week. You know what I mean? Like, even if I felt better by afternoon, oh hell no, you still sick. You ain't you ain't better till you go back to school. Right. <laughs> But anyway, no, that is too right. Uh, just going to go over real quick a few names that was in this movie. And um, I was telling Travis just before we got started recording, um, he made mention of Princess Buttercup mm-hmm. and uh, of her being the one that played Jenny in Forrest Gump. Um, yes. I, I did not. I did not realize, you know, in the last podcast we had, we did the Breakfast Club, uh, me and a guest host named Cindy from Truly Outrageous 80s and. Um, we were talking about the name Robin Wright because Robin Wright, I think, tried out for one of the roles in Breakfast Club and didn't get it. And I was like, why does that name sound familiar? And she's like, isn't that Jenny from Forrest Gump? It didn't hit me that she was Princess Buttercup. But yeah, um, And then I didn't realize it until a, a, a rewatch just a year or two ago. And, and uh, it was, that's funny, too, though, because it's like she did such a good job, I guess, in Forrest Gump that, I, you know, the year before or a couple years before that. Uh, was toys and she was Gwen and toys and yep. I didn't remember her from there either you know what I mean it's like she Forrest Gump is such a such a crazy amazing piece of uh, cinematic history that like even with Tom Hanks like I think that's the first thing you think of is Forrest like you don't it overshadows everything Gary Sinise what is what else has Gary Sinise done he's done a ton of stuff but what's the first thing you think <laughs> Lieutenant Dan 
there you go. So, well, th- this movie had quite a few names in it, considering you know when it, uh, Carrie Yules played Wesley, which yeah. is uh, the the main like the main guy there, um, Princess uh, Buttercup's uh, love interest. Uh, Mandy Patinkin played Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. Chris Sarandon was in it playing Prince Humper, uh, Prince Humperdinck. Right. Um, Wallace Shawn, who was in a bunch of other things, television shows and movies. You, I swear he's, I grew he's up one of those guys. guys. He's one of those guys you don't know his name, but you yeah. know his face. Yeah, it's from everything. And he did uh, Vizzini. Christopher Guest uh, played mm-hmm. Count Rugen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fezzik. Oh, that was Renee. played by. You played by Andre Rene Rusimov. And for those of you who don't know who that is, Travis? That's Andre the Giant, baby. The seventh wonder, what, eighth wonder of the world? Yeah, he said, I'm with the boot squad. And then Billy Crystal was like, you are the boot squad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's so why, he, that's why he, I'm he with tells the boot squad today. The... See my t- see, it's not a ticker, but my little flavor, I'm with the boot squad. <laughs> he tells him he he's gonna call the brute squad. He's like, I'm on the brute squad. He looks at me and goes, Lord, yeah. you are the brute squad, like he just said a second <laughs> yeah. ago. Uh Peter Falk plays the grandfather, like I said. Fred Savage plays the grandson. And then you got um cameos by the guy who we he was just quoting plays the character Miracle Max. That's Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. And uh his wife is played by Valerie is played by Carol Kane. And they just got a brief part in the movie, it's not very long. But it's right. enough to just really they got nothing but ad lib parts. The whole thing with Billy Crystal was ad lib. Yeah. And uh that they, they said that Carrie Ewells and Rob Reiner both had to leave the room when they were filming it because they kept busting out laughing. And Dude, Mandy I can't imagine Billy Crystal, like he's so hilarious. Let's say I, I grew up on Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. Of course, the other greats, but like those two guys were my favorites grow, when I was younger, you know, like my son's yeah. age 10, 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then up. Mandy Patinkin said that the only injury he, 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 he received while working on that movie mm-hmm. was uh, how he was about to break a rib from holding his laughter in during that <laughs> yeah. whole scene with Billy Crystal. He almost couldn't <laughs> avoid laughing. He had to be there. He was a part of the scene. Right. When he tells him, it's, he said, and they said, you can kind of see it in his face when he's saying, it's a noble cause. You know, he's half, <laughs> halfway smiling when he does it. He really so. does. Yeah. yeah I, could, I can see that look on his face for sure. He is smiling. Yeah. And then uh, Mel Smith plays the albino. Now, uh, for whatever reason, he reminds, I can't think of what I've seen him in, but he does remind me of, of somebody I've seen in other stuff before. And like, like bit actors or bit scenes, not bit actors, but bit scenes that actors do. That's yeah, what yeah. it reminded uh, me of. I know, I know. Just, I, I think the picture that's on there. I, I'm probably 100 oh. percent wrong, but he was the uh, he was the hotel manager in National Lampoon. That's what I started to say. National, I'm looking at now. National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah, that's where I recognize him. Yeah, now that is, I, I don't know why I didn't think of that. That's exactly where I'm thinking of. I've seen him at. Yeah, I can, I can see it in my head now. That's awesome. But I was going to say he, he could have been uh, maybe the uh, uncle of the guy that played the, the uh, what's his name's rat in Harry Potter. Uh, that wasn't really his uncle. That was his, uh, that was one of his father's friends. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Mel Smith looks like he could be the uncle of the guy that played. Oh, that yes, yes, exactly. He does. He's got that look about him for sure. Well, so first time you've seen the movie, 
No, obviously not this weekend. You had a busy weekend. But when's the first time you've seen this movie? Uh, probably early '90s when we lived in Aiken uh, on on cable TV, and it would be one that um I caught bits and pieces of, because mm-hmm. of my age, it would have been one that you know if I was depending on which part of it it was on on the TV because you know we didn't have like on demand and we didn't have all this you know uh, uh, a whole lot of of streaming um, services streaming services yeah. So you caught stuff as it was on, even on cable television. Yeah. And um, I would see the name of it. There's no way I would have watched it. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but as I was flipping through, there may have been the part like, you know, I'm Inigo Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. There may have been some pieces of it that I would stop and watch, but then I keep going. So honestly, I watched, I remember seeing pieces of this movie before I really went back and watched all of it. And I didn't watch this movie from front to back until I was already grown. But I've, yeah, been, I've been seeing parts of it since I was probably 10, 11 years old. I didn't watch it for the first time until just two years ago, just before we moved back to Tennessee. We had already started this podcast, you and I had. Mm-hmm. And we were in the first season of it, you know, early on kind of, uh, or midway through the first season. And I remember I was like, you know, I told you, I've never, I had never seen this or Willow at the time. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we were getting the house ready for sale. And while I was, you know, painting some of the rooms, I had a TV on and I said, well, well, you know what? Why not watch it while I'm painting? Worst case scenario, I ignore it and I paint the wall, whatever. Best case, you sat down and stopped painting. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, So, I mean, I I loved it, but I hadn't, I didn't, the reason why I didn't watch it over the years, because Mm -hmm. the name of the movie, The Princess Bride. Yeah. It didn't sound like a movie I would like. Yeah. But everybody keeps saying you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. Yeah, I was going to say if it's if it's one of those two, it's not a movie that comes up in conversation just you know all the time unless you're doing a quote and then everybody gets the quote. So it's our usually <laughs> everybody would get the quote. So they just laugh and you keep on going. It's Which not is, one of those where you really go, man, the Princess Bride. That's one of the best movies of all time. Even though it is, you wouldn't you wouldn't have done that. Right. Well, that's like um, me telling you, I always wondered where I am Inigo Montoya, You Killed My Father, Prepare to Die came from. Yeah. I never knew it was that movie until I watched it and I heard him say it. I'm like, that's the movie? (laughs) Lord. Um, But, you know, I really enjoyed it, though. He was serious about that, too. He was serious about it. Yeah, and they kept repeating it to him. You know, he had already been stabbed a couple of times, and he's yeah, he wasn't repeating it, it to him over and over. And he goes, "You quit saying that!" And he starts yelling <laughs> it at him instead. Um, I think that's the only reason that um he got made it through there. <laughs> I also didn't know, and I brought this up to uh, Travis before we started recording that this is actually based on a real novel, which is pretty cool. I like that. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I I didn't know Especially William the Goldman. Story that goes along with it, you got to tell him that. Well, yeah, William Goldman, the author, came up with the title of the novel based on what his daughters requested in terms of ideas for the next novel. One suggested he write his next book about a princess, while the other suggested a book about a bride. So he then coined the title "The Princess Bride" for the novel. Rob Reiner, who directed this movie. Uh, first read the book, The Princess Bride, back when he was starring in All in the Family in 1971. His dad, Carl Reiner, was friends with William Goldman and thought Rob would like the book. So years later, I guess you know he got permission to 
do the the movie for it. And um, yeah, there we go. We got this. So which is awesome. But I had no idea it was a, a real book, though. That I didn't know either until you told me pre-show. I was like, "What?" And that was pretty cool to find out. I like we learn that. something new all the time, don't we? No doubt, no doubt. So, like I said, very awesome. Uh, the I movie, like how they. Well, I like how they since knowing that it was a book, I would think too that uh, now with the real or with the, with the information now that it was a book, <clears throat> and even though he wrote it for his daughters, I could see where he would mean for it to be comedic. But if you were to read over this, if you were to read this, I wouldn't see the comedy. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is totally a comedy movie. You know? Oh yes, yeah, it definitely got comedy in it. Yeah, it's it's got some comedy. It's got some adventure. It's got some, uh, you know, like the the, the romance part. Of course, is Princess Buttercup and um, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your little thing over there. You got the adventure of him trying to to catch up to where she is to rescue her. Right. Um, she was taken by you know the three people who's trying to start the war between the two areas, the two nations there. And I guess they were working in along with the the prince because he's also trying to start the war. And then you have the revenge side of it with I am Inigo Montoya. You come right. right that. Inigo, Inigo Montoya's revenge. So, so it really does have everything. But it's, yeah. it's cool to me too. It makes me wonder if like it makes me want to research the movie more, and I probably will because this is a big one. This was. You know, what I mean, like the Princess Bride. If you have never seen it, I mean, this is a what, is it a cult classic? I don't know, but it's like everybody's seen uh, it. Everybody loves it. Everybody knows it. It's I'm not going to say it's a cult classic. I don't think so, because cult yeah. classics are one of those things that did not make money and didn't do good. wasn't popular when it came out, but it took a a new feel when it hit um, VHS or DVD yeah, or something. Yeah. That's more of movie, a cult classic. Uh, I would say this movie it was not. A flop getting to we didn't even mention it yet that this budget was 16 million dollars estimated and the gross worldwide was 30 million nine hundred two thousand eight hundred sixty nine which is i would say that's pretty good i would definitely say it's good and I, i'll tell you something else too i'm gonna tell you something else that's not considered a cult classic but it's popular to this day today what's that and uh that's uh, our friend Tim's podcast. We're talking about oh, the yeah, put yeah. a quick plug into here for us. So everybody take a listen to this. And uh, if you get a chance, make sure you check out his podcast. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the show today. But bear with me just one moment while I get a quick word in from a good friend of the show of ours, Tim, at 80s Flicks Flashbacks. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and listen to an 80s Flick Flashback podcast once in a while, you could miss it. Do you love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes, VCRs, and the video rental stores? Does the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? My name is Tim Williams. I'm the creator and host of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. On each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host to discuss one of the many movies released in the 1980s. We share our first-time watch memories, our favorite scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories about the cast and crew along the way. New episodes are released every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an excellent episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. The ad is over. Go home. Go.
And this past week, Tim had a very great episode. He got to get Keith Coogan on the show with him, like we had here with us here, and talk with him. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't get to go as long as he wanted it to. Uh, this is the first time they were able to connect with each other, finally enter you know, some time of trying to work it out like we had to here. And uh, he had a good 30 minutes with him, but he's going to come back on for a part two. And it was it was very interesting stuff they had on there. He got some stuff we didn't get off of here, I thought, and it was great. So if you get a chance, take a, awesome. take a listen to it. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I just noticed in his little commercial there, talked about it. The thought so that was inconceivable. inconceivable. I never picked up on that, which oh, is yeah. a line from this movie. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, we we have Chris, uh, myself, and some of the fans. We've we've picked up on it. We knew about it. The um thing about the once some of the things about this movie, you know, we always get into the trivia of it too. Um, yeah, when when, when asked to name his favorite thing about making the film, uh, Andre, I'm just gonna call him Andre the Giant because that's how I knew him growing up. Yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant replied without skipping a beat, "Nobody looks at me." He said he yeah. felt like he was treated as an equal without people staring at him because of his size, which was yeah. pro- well, it was a big thing for him. Everywhere he went, people stared at him because how big and how tall he was. The man was seven, what seven four, seven five, yeah, seven something six. Like that. And what I was going to say was, we can only call him, you can call him Andre the Giant, or you can call him Renee if you tried to drink with him. <laughs> they said, of course, nobody could drink with him. He would right. drink everybody under the table. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cool for me. When, you know, like our, our audience should know by now, but for newcomers, uh, we're huge wrestling nerds and marks, if we're going to yes. say it right. We're huge wrestling marks. So we know that as well that, uh, yeah, Andre be drinking like 20, 30 beers at a time. Have you seen a picture of him holding a, a can of beer in his hand? Yeah, and it looks like a sippy cup. Yes, nice. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, something else crazy. Speaking of the size of his hands, um, Robin Wright uh, played Princess Buttercup. At some points during the film, we get so cold that you know, like I, I guess her head was cold or something. Maybe I don't know. But he would put his hand on top of her head, and it would it would be like a cap going over her head, right? And no, help keep to kind of help keep her warm a little bit. Oh, it, it, he's I amazing. Know. I mean, that's that's, like, just, that's like a picture where uh, on the set of Conan, he so he wasn't in Conan the the uh, Destroyer, but he he was on set one day, and there's a picture of Arnold like swinging from him and Wilt Chamberlain's arms, and both of them just dwarf. Yes, like it's crazy. It, like it, as big as Arnold, like that was just barely post Mister Olympia. And he looked like a child next to in between them two. It, it, it's funny you bring up Schwarzenegger. Uh, according to author William Goldman, when he was first trying to get the movie made in 1970s, mm-hmm. the then known, uh, I'm sorry, the then unknown Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to play Fezzik, which is what Andre the Giant played. Oh. And he was strongly being considered because Goldman could never get his first choice, Andre the Giant, to read for the role. Right. So Andre was the original choice to play the role. But he couldn't get him to read for it, and they thought, you know, so Schwarzenegger wanted it. Well, by the time the movie was made 12 years later, Schwarzenegger was such a big star, they couldn't afford him anymore. And Andre was cast after all for it. Do you know who else? Do you know who else wanted the role of Fezzik? Lou Ferrigno. No, no. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 
Oh, okay. Ah. But he couldn't get it because it interfered with the uh, the NBA season. The filming okay. of the movie did. So he, he could not be there for the filming. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. And then one other person showed up to audition for Fezzik that I read about for sure. And it, it's very humorous. Uh-oh. We got to hear about this one. Liam Neeson. No way. So the guy looked at him when he came in. He said he wants to audition for the role of Fezzik. And the guy laughed and said, are you serious? <laughs> you know, do I, you realize what you're reading for? Basically, I would have still said this. I would have said the same thing even today. And then uh, a because, reports the word that Liam looked at him and goes, "I don't know who you are or who you're talking to, right. but I have a very special set of skills. And if you don't let me right. read for this role, no, I will find you, you and I will kill you." Right. Um, and uh, the rest is history. There you go. Um, Vandy Patinkin has said that the role of Inigo Montoya is his personal favorite over the course of his career and to this, well, whenever this was written to that day, uh, people would walk up to him on the streets and say to him, I am Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And it, 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 it tickles him every time he said. Heck yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one of the most famous lines ever to be said in any movie ever, like, especially by now. Yeah. And and the fact that, you know, things like cable TV and Comedy Central did a real good job, too, of keeping this movie out there, man. Because you can catch this movie sliding across some channel somewhere pretty regular, even right, even today in 2023. Like, it's, yes. this has been regular on television since the 90s. Yeah. And uh, for anybody who noticed, um, you know, Carrie Yules and Robin Wright, uh, if you thought maybe they had a little bit of a spark going there, you know, between Princess Buttercup and Wesley, mm. uh, that was apparently very easy to do because uh, they said Carrie Yules had become very much smitten with her during right. the filming. So that naturally helped their chemistry together as a couple in the movie. Heck yeah. And I, I guess I guess that happens a lot in movies, honestly. Right, you know, uh, you know, co-stars, uh, men and women, they 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 get kind of close as because uh, they're there with each other all the time, mm-hmm. and even though they may be friends, maybe that friendship kind of dangerously goes a little bit closer to that edge of something different, you know, if, if they're something together in the movie. Right now, at this point in time when they filmed the movie, Andre was already having back problems. Mm-hmm. You remember? You remember? I know you probably remember later in his career, his health started declining. Because uh, yes. of the disease, uh, the disease is this, he has. Is this going to be a story about the donkey? No, nothing to do with the donkey. Okay. This is just them talking about how his uh, back, his back wasn't the same, so mm-hmm. he could not physically hold um, Carrie Yules on his back like it looked like at one point he was doing, or catch Princess Buttercup as she jumped out the window, and he catches her in his arms. So crazy too, because you would not think with it being Andre, like this man. You know what I'm saying? Like picking up King Kong Bundy, yeah. <laughs> you know, like and Hulk, the likes of Hulk Hogan and stuff. Yeah, but you know, with it wrestling, shows you how much, it shows you how much that, that that you know wrestling's fake. It shows you how much that those athletes beat their bodies to death. You know, they do. And you know, with wrestling, you're talking about him picking up King Kong Bundy. I mean, they 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 talk about that in some behind the scenes things where. And you'll you'll notice when it comes to body slams, a lot of them step into that body slam and kind of push themselves up off the person's body. They'll balance themselves on their their hand on their shoulder, and they'll help yeah. them get themselves up and over. Oh, for you got slam, to so. because I mean, if there's there's certain things, that's like a suplex. If somebody doesn't jump for a suit, you are not 
grabbing somebody with one arm by the hit by their belt loop and picking them yeah. straight up over your head. You're just not. I mean, you're happen. talking about picking up dead weight. Uh, yeah. Now, the closest thing I can remember ever seeing picking up dead weight, and it it wasn't quite that way. Is like more current days, like a John Cena picking up Mark Henry on his back for his movie does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, then, I mean, so and that, that's what over, so you I mean. got him, or, or or brought Lesnar doing an F five. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a, exactly. That's a straight. So that he Brock Lesnar is straight military pressing whoever he's got on his shoulders. Not only is he military pressing him, he's spinning them at the same time. So right. Now that that's crazy impressive. But I mean, there's certain things though that like if he was to if they were to try to do that because I've done this in the swimming pool with cousins and kids, man. There's certain moves like a suplex that if you try that without the other person helping, you're going to hurt yourself because there's just no physical way you're doing that. that mm-hmm. you're, the physics to it aren't just aren't unless you're just massively bigger and massively stronger, you know. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, what was it they called Wesley? Uh, well, I mean, when he disappeared, they were uh, was he not the Dread Pirate? Is that what it was? Yes. Dread Pirate, here it is, Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes. That Dread Pirate Roberts existed in real life. Yes. So do you know the story about that? I do not, but I know that him and I know that uh, uh, Blackbeard, like uh, Barba Roja, uh, most every pirate you've ever heard the name of has been a real pirate. Well, Dread Pirate Roberts existed in real life. Bartholomew Roberts, also known as Black Bart. Mm Mm-hmm. Operated in the Caribbean in the early 18th century. Many consider him the most successful pirates. Yeah. There's, I'll tell you something else funny. If you watch the anime or read the manga One Piece, most of the pirates in One Piece were actually real pirates too. Wow. Wow. Now, I didn't get uh, too much information on people trying to um, audition for the role of Princess Buttercup, or maybe it just wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. But one name was listed on there as somebody who tried out for Princess Buttercup, and that was Uma Thurman. And oh, it, uh, she was thought to not have the classic princess looks for the part. I would agree. <laughs> so they said, uh, "Sorry, but no." Yeah. And one of the thing I one of the thing I copied here that I thought would be interesting, Carrie Yules. Mm-hmm. He was cast because of what Rob Reiner called the Douglas Fairbanks or Errol Flynn quality. Mm-hmm. Fairbanks and Flynn both played Robin Hood. Fairbanks in Robin Hood 1922 mm-hmm. and Flynn in the Adventures of Robin Hood 1938. Yules would later spoof their performances in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. I love Men in Tights. Men in Tights is so good. Yes. But I'll agree with that. One of the things that I love about this movie too is like so it it makes you think that they're doing it on purpose, but I wonder if they did it on purpose or did they just leave it in there because it's like well we're making a we're making a you know it's kind of be comedy movie anyway, and then um it costs us money to reshoot this, but things like <laughs> hey, did you notice his mustache changes? In yes, <laughs> yes, and then. <laughs> Only then, once though. I only noticed it once. Apparently, it went more than once. Oh yeah, there's there's a couple of times where it's crooked or it's une- You know what I mean? Like one side longer than the other, and then it's a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. You gotta pay a little bit of attention to it. You, but that one time it was it was pretty noticeable. But the other one, 
and it may be the I may be prematurely answering the question that you that are we usually save to the end. But my favorite thing about this movie, absolute favorite, because it's like it's so dry and so funny. And I've probably seen it two or three times before. I realized this was happening. But when Fezzik was dumping Inigo's head, he kept dunking it into like the well outside or whatever. Mm-hmm. I forget. I forget exactly why he was dunking it in the scene or trying to sober him up. Maybe I don't remember. But every <laughs> every time he pulled his head out of the water, his hair was in a different place on his face. Like every single time, <laughs> and it was not like a little bit. Like it was like a lot. So it's like over here and then over here and then over here, which I guess that makes sense because your hair's in the water and you're thrashing around. Yeah, but it's so funny because it, it's it's. Uh, now that I say that, it seems like I'm the silly one laughing at it. But when you watch it, just watch it. It's like it's, it's hilarious. It's it's that silly kind of humor that makes you laugh. People don't think it sounds funny, but when they watch it, it's like when you try to explain Naked Gun to somebody mm-hmm. because you laugh really hard at one scene and you explain it to them and they're like, why was that funny? Yeah. Well, but then they go back and they watch it for themselves and they are in tears. No doubt. Uh, they get it once they see it, basically. Um, I, you know, favorite scenes in the movie, man. Oh, I'm thinking uh, maybe where... Um, the Game of Wits. <laughs> the Game of Wits is definitely one of them. <laughs> but oh, did you notice in the Game of Wits that the knife kept moving around on the table? No, I didn't notice next, that. Next time you watch it, check out the knife on the table. The knife got, goes to a different spot every time, too. I'll do that. I not, I did not notice that. I didn't catch that one. The, the the game of wits was something else. But when he's fighting um, uh, Inigo Montoya, he's still climbing the rock wall, and uh, so he's he's talking to him down there, and he's like, "Could you could you please speed this up? You know, I have things I have to do." And he's like, "You know, this isn't as easy as it looks." You know, and <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you you could extend like a a rope or a tree limb or something." And he says, "Yes, but you now." I am thinking you won't be taking it because I am here waiting to kill you. And he goes, well, it does put a damper on our <laughs> relationship, I guess. So eventually, eventually he tells him and he says, I promise you, I swear to my father, you will make it to the top before we fight. <laughs> so right. he goes in and pulls him up and they have their little fight and everything. But just the little conversation, the little banter back and forth when he's trying to come up the rock wall was kind of fun. And the, 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 the thing of the, uh, the battle of the wits, I mean, and the guy that plays Vizic, I mean, inconceivable. Everything is inconceivable. Well, was, oh, you're taking my spot tonight. Vizic was the giant. No, Fezic. Um, Fezic. Oh, was his name Vizic? I thought it was Vizini. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Vizini. Yeah. Vizini. Fezic's the giant. Vizini is what he, he played, the role he played. Hey, so, yeah. But it's always inconceivable. 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 Finally, you get an ego going. I don't think this word means what you think it means. <laughs> he said that that's where that mean comes from too. You you keep using that word. I don't think yeah. it means what you think it means. <laughs> we do that. We do that a lot. I use that quote a lot, actually. It's even it's even just today. subtle things. Look, there's movies we have quotes from. We use all the time. I have two movies that I quote constantly. It's 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 mm-hmm. Top Gun, with uh. I just ordered this shirt for myself too this weekend, but I ordered myself four shirts from 80stees.com. If anybody, uh, well, you won't, it'll be too late by the time you hear this, but just uh, visit 80stees.com. Shameless plug for them. I'm not getting anything out of it. 
great right. shirts from 80s movies, 80s TV, and stuff like that, you'll always find they have some sort of discount going on. And if you're a first-time visitor there, there's a little wheel that pops up you can spin for a first-time discount as well. Uh, this week, it was a fall 40% discount, so I bought myself four shirts. Um, I said, I need some yeah. new T-shirts anyway. Now, their T-shirts are a little expensive, so make sure you shop with the discount. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not going to put them over wholeheartedly because they're not good. It's not like they're giving me T-shirts or anything. But uh, so like some of their T-shirts are like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you knock 40% off 40 bucks. That's a, about the average price. You may go to the mall and buy one somewhere. And I think even in places like Hot Topic and stuff, T-shirts are going for 30 bucks now. Right. It's kind of crazy. But anyway, I bought the one, uh, the saying that says negative Ghost Rider, that pattern is full. And uh, like that's the saying from Top Gun that I use. Right. And the other one that I use uh, a lot, like the other day, I was at work and this uh, this bottle of stuff rolled off the top of a cart. And I reached out with my left hand. I grabbed it, reached down for it. It's halfway down. It's like a foot and a half from the floor. And I caught it. And someone looks at me and says, good catch. And I said, it's all on the reflexes. That's right. It's all. <laughs> Jack Burton. I like it. I like it. It's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. I, don't, I, I think I'm a, I want a, I want a shirt then from Vizzini then. Because this comedy was like, I, I think, you know what? I can't even say it was ahead of its time because it seems like the the big three, and, and we're not talking religion, uh, the countries have always been at it. But when Vizzini goes, you fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous is we just never get involved with the land war in China <laughs> or, or in Asia. It seems like Asia, Russia, and, and America has always been the three going at it. Or, but then or, the other one. the last the, 200 years. But then the other one was also um, oh, never get into a battle of wits with somebody from. It was. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some country or. I, I, I forget, forget which one it which was one now. It was, yeah, but it, it it was funny though. It was crazy. Yeah. So, I, how about what? when Wesley said you? <laughs> he said, "You mean you put down your rock and I put down my sword and we try to kill each other like civilized people?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's little things like that. There's little things in this movie that's just hilarious. You can you can watch this movie a uh, hundred times and you're gonna find something new to laugh at. Right, that you missed the first time because of how subtle it is. Yeah. I mean, you just completely missed it. It flew over your head. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, it is a fun movie to watch, though, so I definitely highly recommend this one, even though I didn't watch it for years on years, thinking right. it was a dumb movie. It's it's probably one of the best uh, ed, you know, um, fantasy-type adventure movies that there was out there, probably. Yeah, and I would suggest to anybody, especially newer people uh younger people i'm sorry that's seen movies like the original saw with carrie ewells in it um one of the things about that movie too was i was so impressed with his overacting skills so if you thought that he was kind of weird in that movie go back and watch some of his older stuff because carrie ewells is an amazing amazing actor and he was russ wheeler in days of thunder so <laughs> so he's he really is he's an amazing dynamic actor and he's his comedy is like i think he's one of the subtly he's one of the top comedic actors maybe not stand up funny funny men when you think of it but everything i've ever seen this dude in he's just stellar in it yeah no doubt 
No doubt. I could watch some of his other stuff, like uh, Robin Hood Men in Tots and uh, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, his, his absolute funniest thing he's ever done is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah. Hands down. It's got to be. So, well, we're at that time, Travis. We made it. You made it. I made you didn't, it, man. You didn't fall asleep or anything. You were you knew the movie. You were enjoying yeah. it. Now I, I give you I, I give you I give you maybe 10 minutes after we end this though, and you're gonna you know face plant the <laughs> keyboard probably. It's gonna say QWERTY across your forehead up there. Yeah, QWERTY. Um, but anyway, that's the name I, of a mushroom head song, by the way. Y'all go check them out too, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> QWERTY. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, if uh, just go ahead and put it out there. If you're not following the podcast, please do. It takes just a second, and it helps us out a lot when you follow. Not, uh, I mean, you know, anything that gets us recognized out there will help propel us up and get more recognition. So, follow us out there. Share us with your friends and family. Make sure, you, if you can, that you give us a review and a five star rating on the different platforms like Spotify and iTunes and everything. I haven't put that out there in a while. I think I was kind of uh, overdoing that for a little bit there, but it's the uh, you know, if you get a time, you get a chance, definitely do that for us. It really helps a lot. Uh, yeah. You can find us, like I said, on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, Google Music, all these good things. Basically, anywhere that you find your podcast, you are going to find us there. So uh, we also have a website you can listen to it on. It's www.retrolife, the number four, the letter U.com. There's a player on there. You can listen to it straight off of that. Um we are uh we have several things set up on there where like you can do the thing that helps support the show uh called buy me a coffee you can click on that it's basically like a patreon kind of thing but not quite like patreon it's it's, it's more like a uh platform that if you just want to help keep the thing going on and help us out with some stuff you can make like a donation it's like a dollar two dollars three dollars five dollars one million dollars if you want to (laughs) (laughs) we will not say no uh but anyway just in all seriousness anything you want to do you can do that as well um Travis, I'm not going to put you on the spot for a joke this week because you're half awake and half, you know. That's all good, though. Sleep. It's all good, though. Unless you unless you have something you want to end on, I was going to say, because we're talking about Robin Hood, I was going to ask you if you do why green peppers don't practice archery. Why green peppers don't practice archery. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Because they don't habanero. <laughs> <laughs>